This is the Elevate Student Ministry Podcast. Hi, I'm Pastor Dominic. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm crazy grateful for all of you who subscribe, share, and leave reviews. If this is your first time, welcome to the Elevate community. Like our home church, Living Word, I and the Elevate leaders work as hard as we can to build an atmosphere of love to exalt Christ, make disciples, and equip the saints. It would mean the world to us if you helped us get the word out by sharing this episode on social media. If you'd like to learn more about Elevate, visit us at iloveelevate.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for everything you do, which brings faith, hope, and love to the world around you. Cindy Mathurn, come on up. So the good news is I can't see you guys. I cannot see anybody in this place. So um, that's Buddy. That's Buddy. He's my best friend. He's my best furry friend. He's my best furry friend. I do have a best friend. And um, hey, before we start, let's get a round of applause for the worship team again. Especially, all the songs were good, but I, um, I love the song Take Courage that my girl Lainey sang um, about God being in the waiting, and he is. He is in the waiting, and we can take courage that when we are waiting uh, for whatever God is calling us to do, that um, he's there. He's in the waiting. So anyway, um, thank you. Thank you, Lainey. So um, you guys look great tonight, if I could see you. Um, I want to welcome a very special guest tonight. My sweet husband is here. Dr. David's in the house. Uh, Y'all give it up. Uh, Y'all give it up for my man. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. So, so y'all, when Pastor Tom asked me to give a message, my first reaction was, um, yeah, I don't think I have anything to say. And so um, I was talking to my Frankie. Y'all know Frankie. I was talking to her, and I said, Tom asked me to speak. And I, I really don't think, like, there's nothing. There's really nothing that I really want to say. And she says, well, Mommy, um, I love when she calls me Mommy. She says, well, Mommy, um, why don't you just ask God if there's anything that he has that he wants you to say? So um, I took her credit card away. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to have that sass, little girl. So, um, but seriously, y'all, when I got real still and I quietly sought the Lord and just kind of got out of my way and stopped, stopped resisting. He was uh, faithful to speak to me. And he's been waking me up at these odd times with encouragement and with words and with a message. And he said, he asked me, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. And he says, well, um, I know you talk about me a lot. So um, why don't you just tell the students about me? Why don't you just do that? And so that's what I'm going to do. And um, I'm nervous. And my mouth is dry. And, um, but I know y'all love me. I know everybody loves me. I do. I, you guys, this is, um, like, this is a safe place. So um, anyway, before I get started, let me just, uh, let's just pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity that I um, reluctantly said yes to. But I trust you, Father, and I love you. I honor you. 
I just want to be obedient to what you would have me say. And Lord, I just ask that you would close my mouth of anything that doesn't honor you and that is not accurate and does not come from your word. And that everything that I say when I open my mouth, that it's just from you. It's coming from the things that you've placed in my heart that you want the students here and the adults, everyone here to to know. And so um, I just thank you and I ask you just to be with me and calm my spirit and help me to speak clearly and um, and just give the glory to you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is Buddy, and he has nothing to do with my message. He's just adorable, and I just wanted to have him here for comfort. So, um, But the name of uh, this message uh, is called In Training. And so as Christians, we believe that God created each of us with uh, a plan and a purpose. And when he, he's very clear about that. He's very intentional. And because of that, the enemy knows that when God calls us, he's going to get, he's going to call it, he's going to have us do some mighty things for the kingdom. And all of it, all that we do is going to glorify God. And the enemy does not like that. He's really aggravated about that. Um, And he's going to do all that he can to discourage us. He's going to say things like, um, you're too old. Cindy Mathurin, you cannot get up there and talk to these people. Uh, you're too young. For some, for some of you students, he, he may say, you're too young. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Uh, you're not smart enough. You're too shy. And you're definitely not a good speaker. But, but God. But God. Listen up. Don't you know that when God calls us to do something, he equips us. He equips us. He's not going to just... Um, He's not going to just leave us to our own. And the Apostle Paul says it like this in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. He says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. That's encouraging. He's going to, he's going to give us grace for all things. And... um. Just some, some history, like think about Moses. God called Moses to lead the, to lead the people out of the wilderness um, with a staff. Like really? That's all he used was a staff to, to call them out. He equipped, he equipped Moses. So God doesn't call us to something only to leave us to fend, to fend for ourselves. He is with us. He provides for us, and he is training us. So let's not focus on the voice of the enemy. Let's drown that out. And focus on God's promises, because his promises are true. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jamie. One of my, one of my, favorite, promi- one of my favorite promises, and I, I, I spoke this over my children, starting with Haley, who's like 28 now. And um, I always impress this, this scripture throughout their lives. And it's just a beautiful promise. Jeremiah 29, 11 promises this. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I don't know about y'all, but that just blesses me. That really encourages me. Like the God of the universe has a plan for me. He has a plan for you. That's good. That's really good. So, um, so let's talk about David, the shepherd boy. Um, so he is one of my favorite characters in the Bible. And God called him at a really, really young age, and he anointed him at the tender age of 15. And so let's look at how God calls this kid, anoints him, and he's training him for, to be like the most memorable king in Scripture. 
So just to give you a little backstory, So Saul, there was this king named Saul, and God had called and anointed Saul. And so sometimes Saul gets a bad rap, like he was a bad king, but he wasn't always. God called him and anointed him. But the problem with Saul is that he started doing things on his own. He kind of went off the rails and wasn't seeking God's voice. He wasn't seeking God's wisdom, um, you know, as he ruled. And so God said, uh, yeah, I'm going to take this guy out. I'm going to not literally take him out but I'm going to remove my anointing from him. And Samuel, Samuel the prophet at the time was like, oh man, look, I thought, I thought Saul was the guy. Like you called him, you anointed him. I thought like he's, he's the man. And um, God said, hey, hey, listen up. Listen up, Samuel. Don't be crying over Saul. I'm moving my anointing. Saul's heart is not in the right place. So he's still going to be in leadership, but my favor is not, is not on him. He, my anointing is, is not on him anymore. I'm, call, I'm going to raise somebody else up. He says, so I'm going to need you to go to Jesse's house uh, and bring some dinner. Bring, like, you're gonna, you guys are going to have a little dinner party. You bring dinner and go to Jesse's house, and I'm going to anoint a new king. Nobody saw my shaking hand. Just keeping it real. All right, so let's pick this up. This, this story starts in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 16, starting in verse 6. So when they arrived, uh, Samuel's going to Jesse's house. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab. Eliab is um, Jesse's oldest son. He's the firstborn. So Samuel sees Eliab, and he says, Surely the Lord's anointing anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. So Samuel thinks, okay, here's the firstborn. He's probably tall, dark, handsome. He's a big kid. He's the firstborn, so he's king material, because that's how things were. Like, the firstborn had the favor of the father. So, um, but the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So then Jesse called Abinadad, his next son, and had him pass before Samuel. Then Samuel said, nope, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shema pass by, but Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before the um, pass before him, and where, I, where am I? Yeah. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. So Jesse's like, uh, these are all my boys. Like, these are, like, all my kids. And none of them, but what a bunch of failures. Not really. Not really. So, no. So, like, David wasn't even invited to the party. So he says this. Um, There's still the youngest, Jesse answered, but he's tending the sheep. And Samuel said, well, send for him. And we're not going to sit down till he, till he arrives. So all the, all the brothers are like, oh, geez, we got to wait for David to come before we can eat. We're all hungry. So, but um, Samuel says, no, 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 go get him, and we're going to wait. So he sent for him, and he had him brought in. Now, David, David was glowing. He was glowing with health. Oh, my God. Thank you. He was glowing with health. He had a fine appearance and handsome features, just like David. 
David the husband, my husband, David. Yeah, and Jim. Yeah, yeah he is a good-looking guy. Yeah, I have a, th- I have a thing for David's. So uh, then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. This is my guy. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers, just his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Then Samuel then went to Ramah. So guys, let's, let's think about this. So it's just, it's just Samuel and Jesse, the brothers and David. And he's, God has called David. He tells Samuel to anoint David. Anointing means to set him aside. Like he's choosing him. He's, he's elevating him to, um, for a purpose. And so, but he does this in private. It's not a parade. He doesn't call out for um, a big announcement. God's not posting this on his Instagram story. He's not uh, putting out a, the billboard at MLK. This is really private. And so you would think, okay, David, you're, you're anointed to be king. So look, I'm going to catch a ride back to the palace with, with Samuel, right? No, no, that's not what happened. Um, when God sees something in us, when he calls us to something, it's not going to be, it may not be this big fanfare and this big shining light. It could be something simple as God planting a seed of expectation in your heart. God planting a desire to do something like an interest. He, plant, he puts an interest in your heart and says, and, and says to you, like, this is, this is where I want you to direct your energy. I want you to seek my face about this. But as humans, and especially for you guys, it's hard we want instant gratification. We have everything at our fingertips with the cell phone, computers, all this technology. And so we want it, and we want it right now. And we're like, well, God called me, so I'm ready. Like, give me the microphone. I'm ready. I'm ready to do mighty things for the Lord. And that's great. We want to, we want to be excited about God, but we have to be careful. The things that we share and, like, putting things out there, because the enemy is lurking, and he is going to use people to discourage you. He's going to point out every fault. He's going to point out every time you mess up. And he's going to say things like, well, did God really say that? Because look at you. Look what you've been doing. But it's, but it's true. Like God's plan, he, he doesn't make mistakes, and he calls us. So let's, let's be obedient where we are and, um, and excel in what we're doing. And, and take our time because we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait. We have to wait for anything worth worth having. We're going to have to wait wait on. We're going to have to work for. So, for example, thank you. For example, you can't operate on a patient if you don't go to medical school. You have to train for that. Um, you can't run a marathon if you don't, like, have a running plan. Like, we're going to run this many days. You have to train for that. You can't, um, you can't just fly an airplane if you don't train for it, if you don't read the manual and, and practice and, and go through this training. David. And um, here's the best one, y'all. You can't hear, you can't hear God's voice if you don't train your ears and your mind to hear what his voice sounds like. And we do that by spending time in in the word. We're training. I love y'all so much. Um, So God called and anointed him and promised, promised David that he's going to be king. But then he turned him around and he sent him back to the field to be with the sheep. So here's David. He's going to go back to the field. He's going to care for the sheep. He's going to practice his guitar. He, in scripture, it says he plays a lyre, L-Y-R-E. 
So I looked it up, and it's like a harp. It's a stringed instrument. So it's like a guitar. We're going to go with guitar. Yeah, so he goes to, um, he goes back to the field. He's just hanging out, playing his guitar for his furry friends. And while this is happening, Saul is being tormented by evil spirits back at the castle. And so David is like all humble and chill. He's in the field with the sheep. Is Miko in here? Miko is not in here. But David reminds me of Miko. Um, David, Miko's all chill and humble, but man, you put that electric guitar in his hand and watch out. He's going to chase some evil spirits out of here. <laughs> so, so he kind of reminded me of that. So Saul, um, Saul hears about David, and so he sends for David to come and play music. And so he gets there, and man, um, David is playing, and Saul is comforted by this beautiful music. And he likes David very much. Apparently, obviously, he didn't know that David was anointed to be the next king, because remember, it was done in private. It was just with his brother. So, David, so Saul didn't even know. So he likes David, and he's, David's helping him. And so he, he um, says, look, you're going to be in my service. I want you to stay and, and, uh, and play guitar. But, um, okay, okay. So, so, so picture this. So he's at the palace, and he's playing guitar. He's soothing David's spirit, soothing Saul's spirit. And, y'all, this, is, this was his opportunity. So he's in the palace, and he sees what it's like to be king. He's watching all the ins and outs of uh, what it takes to, be, to run a kingdom. So he's got the inside track of what's going on. This is, this is some training. This is training for, um, for David to be king. He would not have been invited to come and do this if he didn't have a reputation for being a skilled musician. So he was, David was just doing the last thing that God told him to do. He said, yeah, you're going to be king, but I'm going to need you to go back and, and hang out with the sheep and practice your guitar. And so because of that, because David was walking in obedience to what God had called him to, this opportunity presented itself for him to come to the palace, hang out with Saul, play music for him, and see what's going on. So like he's checking out like, okay, I'm going to be king one day, so let me see what's going on here in the palace. So um, just, just again, like that was part of his training. That was part of what God had said. I'm going to do this, I'm calling you to this, but while, before you're ready, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep, keep being obedient in the things that, where you are in this moment. Slow down. Don't, don't be in such a hurry. So, y'all doing okay? Everybody's good? All right. Okay. Thank you. So, um, so check this out. So David's hanging out part-time. He's part-time hanging out with Saul, playing music. But he also has to go back to Jesse's house and tend the sheep. So he's kind of going back and forth, doing his thing. And so this is happening. And at the same time, there's a war going on. So all of uh, uh, David's brothers are at war. The older brothers, they're all at war. And... Um, fighting against the, um, the Philistines. The Philistines are the bad guys. They are um, against God and against God's army. Everything, like they're defying the, uh, the living God. They're defying the army and just taunting and aggravating the Israelites. And one of the Philistines is big, bad, goofy Goliath. 
And he is causing so much trouble. He is running his mouth. He is trash talking God. And so Jesse tells, um, tells David, look, I'm going to need you to go and check on your brothers and bring some lunch for them because they've been hang- they've been fighting with Goliath for 40 days. Goliath's been out there just tormenting them and aggravating them. So I'm going to need you to go bring some dinner, bring some, some sandwiches to them. Now, David is hanging out with the sheep, and he's working part-time for Saul, so he's busy. And so what David doesn't do is he doesn't say, look, Dad, don't you know how important I am? I'm hanging out at the palace. Do I really have to go be Uber Eats for my brothers? Like, I got to go out there and bring some sandwiches? Like, I'm playing, I'm playing for the king. But David didn't do that. He's like, he says, yes, Father. And so he goes to bring to, bring to the uh, battlefield to, uh, to bring lunch for his brothers. And so when he gets out there, he hears, he can hear what's going on. And he hears big, goofy Goliath taunting the army and saying trashy things about his God. So let's pick up scripture in 1 uh, Samuel 17, 26. David asked the men standing near him, um, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Um, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Y'all, that, that's kind of like cussing. Like, like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Like, who is this defying the army of, of my God? Like, I'm offended. David was angry. He was just so angry that this, this guy was trashing his God. Remember that David was an obedient man. He was a man that scripture calls a man after God's own heart. He honored God with all his life. He's, he was obedient. So obedient. So this was really offensive to David. And so as I was studying, I looked, I could see different, in different places in, in the book of Samuel where it says, and God was with David and God was with David and God was with David. And so I'm like, why was God always with David? It's because David was always with God. David was mindful of what God was was saying. He was spending time with the Lord. He was, um, hey, he was, um, he was with him. He he like he was studying him. He was spending time with him. So from David's perspective, like the army was paralyzed in fear. It's 40 days, they're at a standstill, nothing's happening, everybody's hungry, everybody's tired. And so the, the army, the Israelite army, that's us, we're the good guys, they were um, paralyzed by fear. But David comes along and all he sees, because God was with him and because he had the, he, he had the power of God living inside of him, he just saw this mortal man who was defying his almighty God. And this guy needs to be taken out. He, like Goliath's got to go. So um, the thing about David and the thing about us is when we love the Lord and you walk with him and you're aware of his presence in your life, when it angers you, when people criticize your faith or people criticize your God, that's righteous anger. Like we have a right to be angry whenever uh, people criticize our our Lord. So, um, So here comes the criticism. So David goes out there. And he wants to know, like, what's happening. And when Eliab, so let's pick it up, I'm sorry. In 1 Samuel 17, 28 and 29. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, now Eliab was there when David was anointed. So just put a pin in that. 
When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why did you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You only came down to watch the battle. So what does David say? Y'all, this is so funny. I love this part. David says, now what have I done? Can I even speak? I can't say anything. Like he's the little brother and his big brother's like, um, look, you're not important. He minimizes. Eliab, catch this guy's. Eliab minimizes the work that David was doing. He says, those few sheep, who did you leave your few sheep with? Well, in scripture, if you go back a little bit, David left the sheep with one of his attendants. So he did not just leave his job of tending the sheep. He made sure his sheep were taken care of. And he's not just caring for those few sheep. A lot was going on in that field, a lot. And we're going to get to that. The time that David was spending tending those few sheep was a time that the Lord was with him and speaking to him and training him and growing him. And he was learning a lot, like some really cool stuff. We're going to get to that. Um, and P.S., how jealous are you, Eliab? Like, really, you were there whenever um, David was anointed. You know he's the man. So Saul, Saul sends for David. David tells Saul when he gets there, he's like, look, I'm going to go fight Goliath. And so Saul immediately says, now he likes David, but he's, he's a young guy. And he says, look, you're not the guy for the job. But David replies with his resume. David essentially tells Saul, let me tell you about the training. Let me tell you about my training in the field with the sheep. So in 1 Samuel 17, let's get to that, um, verses 32 to 37. So David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, listen up, check, that, check this resume. Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, I struck it, and I rescued the sheep from its mouth. And when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be just like one of them because he has defied the army of my God, of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. So Saul says, may go then. Okay, go. <laughs> He's like, that's a good resume. You might, all right, go and God and the Lord be with you. All right, what, I mean, like, y'all, that's an incredible resume. That's some serious training, right? May, yeah, right? <laughs> may go on then. Oh. So from the outward appearance, when Saul looked at David, he didn't look qualified. But God saw David's heart, and God had been with David and was training him, and he knew David was obedient. His heart was obedient. Whatever the Lord asked of him, David did it. So while he was waiting to be on the throne, 
he continued just doing the last thing that God gave him to do. As he sought the Lord, God trained him. God spoke to him. He was growing him. And through this training, God presented opportunities for David to grow and to learn and to fight off these predators. That was training. That was equipping David for this time where he was going to have to take down big, goofy Goliath. And this all started when David was 15 years old. He was anointed at 15, but he was 30 before he took the, the, the throne. That's 15 years of waiting and training. That's a long time. But God had to place him in certain situations and have David, be, David had to be obedient to be able to move on to the next thing. So I want to ask us, what are we doing while we're waiting? Are we waiting like this? Well, God, I know God called me, so I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait on the Lord. I'm just going to wait. Or, y'all, are we, are we waiting like this? How can I serve you? What can I do to serve others? Yes. Are we, waiting, are we waiting like this? Are we spending time like this waiting on the Lord and waiting for his word? I am. <laughs> um, so while we wait, y'all, let's consider um, serving. You guys are in school, so let's consider serving in our school. Let's consider for you guys being the light in your school, being the one that um, shows God's love, loving kindness and compassion Let's study hard. Consider doing that, studying hard, and helping your friend with stupid algebra, right? Ugh. Um, let's consider, like, coming in early to help out at Elevate or staying late after an event at church and, and cleaning up. Those things that don't get the public applause. Like, those are the things that, sh that shows our heart for God and for serving others and not needing that validation, that instant gratification, Consider serving in your home, um, loading that, lighting that dishwasher for your tired mama, <laughs> um, helping your dad cut the grass, cleaning out the garage, painting the garage with the dishmans, those kinds of things. So um, I just want to encourage us to be trustworthy in the small things as God is training us to walk in his calling. I want to encourage us to be a man or a woman after God's own heart. So um, in closing, um, there's a couple of things, three things that I really want you to take, home, take away from this, just to encourage you and to encourage me as well. The first thing is that God has a plan and a purpose for our life. That promise is in Jeremiah 1.5. God says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I, I set you apart. God was thinking about us before he even created us. That's amazing. Like, we are God's precious children. And he has a plan and a purpose for our life. We're not here just to flounder about. We, we are here. Our plan and our purpose, I'm going to tell you, you're going to have a job and a career and a family and all that. But I'll be, t I'll be honest with you. I'm going to tell you the secret. Your purpose is to glorify God with your life. That's, that's your purpose. That's our purpose. 
Um, the second thing is that the enemy is going to try and distract you and discourage you and uh, plant seeds of doubt in your mind and tell you you're not worthy. But God says, Scripture says in Joshua 1.9, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's encouraging, wherever you are. And, like, I, that's kind, kind of something I was thinking about. Like, God, you are with me. Like, I feel your presence. I know, I know you're with me. And the third thing is that we should anticipate that there will be a season of waiting, which is actually your season of training. And in Isaiah 40, uh, verse 31, it promises, it, it encourages me that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So um, I love you guys. I um, This whole time that I was preparing for this message, I had so much love from, from our students and our leaders and um, you know, and our pastor and my husband and, and friends, like everybody was just so, I, I could really felt the love and encouragement to do this. And um, I just want to say thank you for being so kind and so um, generous with your, with your love. I appreciate that. So, um, so, um, so let's just, let's just pray. Lord, thank you. I just love you so much, Father. You're just such a good God. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to have shared your love, shared your promises with these students and leaders and, and um, adults, like everyone here. I just love Elevate. I love that we choose to come here every Wednesday and set this time apart to learn about you and to grow closer to you, to, to worship you. And I'm just very grateful for it. And I just want to encourage our students here to remember that in the day-to-day -day stuff, that God is there. He is in the waiting. He is there while we wait. And like the song said, um, we can take courage because we know that you are in the waiting. And Lord, just be with us and um, fill us with your Holy Spirit. And just let us be vessels that shine your light through the cracks in our life. I love you, Father, and I give all the glory and honor and praise to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Episodes are recorded every Wednesday at Elevate Student Ministry. All students, 7th through 12th grades, are welcome.